Welcome to broadcast number 17 of Indie Radio. Today we have news, we'll talk in our IRC chat, and have an interview with the Indie Game Dev team, Vlambeer. Today is October 15th, 2011. I'm your host, Brett Hudson, and this is Indie Radio. So, with news, uh, there wasn't too much that we could find. Um, first off, there was an interview with game maker uh, HTML5. Well, it was with Sandy Duncan about HTML5 game maker. And it uh, talks about how it's a huge stunt for the company and how Yo Yo Games is going to be stepping away from Flash and how they're um, becoming friends with Facebook, like the developers. And um, they're going to be getting a lot more of their games published to the Facebook platform so they can get um, more people to know about them. And uh, the interview talks about social networks and uh, App Store Battlefield, he says. And it's a pretty good read. Um, you can find it on Gamasutra.com. It's under the Independent Games News section, so you can find it really easily. It's just uh, Gama Sutra. That's G, A M A, S U, T R A, and then dot com. Uh, on the Game Maker blog, there's um, a community links, which was really um, a lot. I thought, oh, maybe, maybe it wasn't. It looked more like more lit. Yeah, earlier. Um, Yo Yo Games launched. They need to be fed as their first HTML5. Facebook game um, back on October 3rd, which was, I believe, the day that we did the last indie radio. Maybe that was the uh, magazine, I'm not sure. And then Andrew McCluskey's Netouches Pass um, is also on Facebook, I believe it says. There's Game Maker's Developer Network that just started. It's really cool. They're having pretty much a redesigned help manual on a site so you can like look up all the functions and different things that you can do in Game Maker all in a new remade current up-to-date um, help manual with uh, interactive demos and it's mostly for Game Maker HTML5 which is really nice and then the last thing in the what's it called uh, post is our magazine so I won't cover that um, Epic and Adobe announced Unreal Engine 3 support for Flash 11. So, um, I'm not sure where they announced this. Uh, it doesn't say. But um, uh, Apple was talking about games on the iPhone, and then at a different part of the conference or whatever it was, uh, Adobe and Epic were talking about how the Unreal Engine 3 is going to be supported in Flash Player 11, and I thought this was really cool because Unreal Engine 3 allows you to make 3D games, and with the new Flash 11 3D uh, support, a lot of cool 3D Flash games are going to be coming out, and it's definitely going to be stepping up their market, uh, considering HTML5 um, is starting to get um, really 
recognize and becoming a strong game development tool, uh, Flash has to step up and try to provide their users with um, an even greater experience. So this is really interesting because um, if it continues to do this, HTML5 and uh, Flash could just grow exponentially and they could just get better and better and better, which is a really good thing for us developers and uh, of course the players too. VV, 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 <coughs> uh, the indie game uh, created by Terry Kevanag. I, I hope I said his last name right. Um, never said it out loud. I just see it all the time. Uh, it's getting a 3DS port, and it's going to be coming out um, later this year. It says actually, so uh, we'll probably have it before the year ends. Uh, currently, VVVVVV is available on Steam for $5 and was previously available on the Humble Indie Bundle earlier this year. Uh, Humble Indie Bundle number 3, to be exact. And it says indicated attendees will be able to try a preview version described as near complete um, this weekend, it says, but that was two weekends ago. Or no, one weekend ago, sorry. And uh, I watched the trailer, it looks really awesome. I've never played the game, even though I have it from the Humble Indie Bundle. Um, and it looks really fun. So if you guys have a 3DS, um, I suggest supporting the indie developer since uh, he's getting it ported, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's, it'll be available on the eShop, so I don't think there'll actually be a physical copy available. And um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, indie games are definitely taking a step up and uh, I hope to see more for like the 3DS and the PlayStation Vita or the Xperia Play and uh, perhaps even like some really big indie games on the uh, Xbox and PS3. I, I know there are already some good ones but even better ones that are like you can buy at stores and stuff that would be cool. Uh, the Indicade 2011 uh, award winners were announced, and I'm looking through the article quick, and it said, can't find anything. Alright, this is a really crappy article, I'm sorry. Um, well, the winners were announced, and 11 of the winners, including the Grand Jury Award, were announced at the Red Carpet Awards Show, sponsored by LG Electronics, um, Thursday, October 6th. On uh, that Sunday night, which was October 9th, uh, Gamefly, uh, one of their sponsors, hosted the closing party. The Audience and Developer Choice Awards were announced. Oh, here we go. Uh, the Grand Jury Award went to Fez Polytron Corporation or maybe that's the prize I don't know this this article is really confusing I don't it's not set up very well um so yeah I, look them up on Google I'm sorry I thought this was a better article um so yeah alright uh that's it for our news next up we're going to talk with some people in our IRC chat and uh just you know, talk to them and uh, have them ask us questions. Alright, and uh, now we have our interview with Flambeer.
All right, so today on Indie Radio, we have two exciting people with us today. It's JW and Rami from Vlambeer. Hey there. Hello. Okay, so uh, I'm, I'm Rami. Okay. I'm JW. All right, so Vlambeer, if you don't know who they are, they made Super Crate Box, which is probably their biggest game that I can think of. It's uh, being ported to the iOS later this month, I believe, right? Yeah, we're uh, aiming for later this month. Awesome. They're really cool. I like their logo. It's like this little black thing that's on fire. What what is that? <laughs> it's um, a flaming bear. It's a flaming bear because Blumbeer is actually Dutch for a flaming bear. Oh I see. Yeah. Perfect. I, I don't ask us how we saw a bear in that thing. We still don't <laughs> really know. It's okay. a bear. It's it's really a bear. Alright. <laughs> Oh, that's perfect, because my first question was actually, how did you guys choose the name Vlambeer? But you guys just answered that. Well, uh, what happened was we were we wanted to start a company, and uh, we were looking for a good name and a logo, and we ran into a little word joke yeah. in, in one of JW's dummies, his sketchbooks, and uh, it, it was a bear on fire that said uh, Vlambeer. Yeah. And it's in in Dutch. That's a word joke that is sort of funny, I suppose. But <laughs> not really. <laughs> we decided that the logo was cool, and that in English it sounds like something with beer, which would probably be, help. Yeah, help. Be useful. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. We just ran with it that way. There's we, no. There's I think no. We thought it was good to have a name that didn't end with soft or games or there's whatever the, yeah. entertainment. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's no big story of creation behind the name or long conversations. It was just like, oh, this is just brilliant marketing, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do admire that it's not, you know, like Vlambeer Games or Vlambeer Soft or. That's a good idea, actually. You know. Maybe we no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so how did you two meet? Were you friends or did you just stumble? No, we were enemies. Yeah, well, I, I, I hated JW. I hated Rami. I we think we were going to the same uh, school, and we sat in the train together every morning, and like I was super tired every morning, and Rami was just making horrible jokes all the time and pretending to be very intelligent. Yeah. Uh, and I think I was the only one in the train who told him to shut up now and then. Mm -hmm. And... Basically, we really didn't like each other, but we started to see each other's work and appreciate that, blah, blah, blah. And in the end, um, I have no clue how this happened. Actually, we just started a company, and now we don't hate each other's guts anymore. No, at, at some point, this guy realized that actually what I was saying was pretty smart, I think. No. No, never. no, never. <laughs> okay, no, so y you must imagine I was sitting in the train, and just having fun conversation and this guy just jumps in every morning telling me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's pretty annoying. So, no, uh, we, we started talking a bit on uh, during our classes and he showed me some of the, the little prototypes he made and I saw this little prototype for uh, what was later to be Super Box, and I thought it was pretty cool and since I had some experience developing and doing some marketing I proposed we worked together. Yeah, I think that that's how we started, right? I think without Rami, that game would have been loved by twenty people. 
and right now thousands of people like it a little bit so I guess not better I think thousands of people love it I edit it so we don't sound like just a bunch of idiots. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think it's going to be pretty tough. No, so I, um, yeah, if she, that's how we started. I think we just decided that it was done with with school and everything, and we wanted to start a company. So we started the company. Yeah. So how old were you guys? I'm twenty, and I'm twenty-two. Yeah. Alright, but at the time when you guys started Super Crate Box, how old were you? Oh, 19. <laughs> I was 21. That was a year ago. Flumber is, is just a year and a month old at yeah. this point. It is? Yeah, we had our, our first anniversary on September 1st. Wow. It, it feels like a lot longer than that. Yeah, that's... I, I kind of agree. I don't really know. It's, it's, we don't really remember anything well. Anything really specific from before that, I think. Yeah, it's like, I had this blur of memories, and then suddenly there's plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But it's really amazing, that, but, I mean, it, it kind of shocked me to figure out we were just a year old at that point. Yeah, I don't have a very good memory, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, Max iOS coming along. Is it finished? Well, pretty good. It's It's... it's Getting there, it's definitely near finished, and we've been working on it pretty hard. Um, at this point, we're just making sure everything feels perfect for iOS. It's yeah, I mean, we can't just port the game one on one because it wouldn't work on iOS. So there's some small tweaks that have to be made to movement and controls and everything. Every time I get a new build, I get higher high scores, and I just want to make sure that you know, it's not a game that you can be on your ten as good as on PC, you know, that sort of needs the same. Um, so yeah, it's getting there. Yeah, it's gonna, it, it just needs a bit of tweaking. Awesome. I'm kind of excited. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's, it's, um, it's starting to shape up really, really nicely. I think it'll, we're aiming for a later this month, but it could be early next month. Yeah. Alright, and then are you guys selling it for a dollar? Uh, I think uh, we're not really decided on that yet. We don't. I we have this thing with a dollar that we think it's a kind of awkward price point. Uh huh. Uh, I mean, we put a lot of effort into our games, and we think they are they could be worth two dollars. Um, so we're just you know trying to figure out what the good price point is for Super Freight Box. Yeah, okay. and if it's more than a dollar, we'll definitely have started at a dollar with some sort of discount, whatever. So yeah, just we could do that. Be quick. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> it will awesome. cost a dollar at some point. If you, if you yeah, it will cost a dollar at some point. If you no, we really, we're just discussing price points in iOS because I don't think any game is ever worth a dollar, and if it is, it's probably either a bad game. A bad game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a dollar is not something for which you can can sell a game. I feel. I see. Hmm. That's an interesting viewpoint. I like it's, it. It's it's a it's a quality uh, standpoint. You think our games are uh, a lot worth of effort worth quality? Well, no. And on iOS, I mean, the one dollar thing is really the 
we want to get a lot of people playing our game, so we make it really, really cheap or free or something. Yeah, that's the thing. If you want to make more money from your games, you know, with microtransactions and other crap. Yeah, we just want to make good games and get the people that want to play such games to play them. Yeah. So we're looking for a fair price for that. So how long did you guys work on Super Crate Box? Uh, I think the first prototype, which was called Crates from Hell, was created in a day or two. Yeah. And it basically had, had the same idea. And then, um, I don't know, some weeks I ended playing with friends and changing things and adding some stuff. Uh, and I think in two weeks or so, the basics were already there. Yeah. And then we spent about six months polishing everything. Uh, and getting nice art, nice music, and all that stuff. Explosion. Um, making it accessible because it was way harder at first, or at least way harder to get into. Um, yeah, so I don't know. And and before that, I had been making so many field platform shooters, and I, I don't know. I really wanted to make a simple field platform shooter, but I always failed. So with Super Great Books, we sort of went for a super minimalist approach, removing ammo and all that stuff and just making you know one rule with the crates that built basically the entire game yeah. uh, and, and that worked and we got it out yeah I think the, the it, it sounds like a lot six months of, of polishing but I think it really shows the game that everything is just polished until it's perfect almost as good as perfect mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah we think we hope Alright, so you guys are working on a new game called Serious Sam, the Random Encounter, and it's it looks like it's an <laughs> RPG, right? It does look like it's it an RPG. Yeah, it looks like an RPG. <laughs> yeah, so a few months ago, uh, the publisher for Serious Sam approached us. Uh, they asked us whether we wanted to do an indie game in the Serious Sam universe. Yeah, and we... And really don't like working for people so we thought like oh man they want us to do super great box reskin or something but and the but other hand we are really big serious Sam fans yeah so. so we decided to make a really weird pitch and send it their way so we you know, like hey guys we like serious Sam but you know this is probably too weird for you so we won't have to work for you and we sent this pitch for a JRPG based on serious Sam um, and a day later, we got an email from them back saying, yeah, let's do it. We're like, crap, now <laughs> we have to make this game. <laughs> um, so we spent a few months building a Serious Sam game that looks like a JRPG, but it plays a bit more like a tactical shooting kind of game where you every five seconds you can aim your guns and decide what weapons to use and you take out the enemies. Now that's the whole classic uh, random encounter thing with battles with enemies, but we really wanted it to be 200, 500 enemies per battle. Um, so basically what the guys are doing in the game is running backwards, shooting their guns like in Serious Sam, but you control it in a completely different way. Yeah, one of, one of the reviewers actually said that Plumbeer must have no clue about JRPGs, and we think they're kind of right. We have no clue about JRPGs. Yeah. We wanted to make a game about putting things in the face in the While form, running backwards. While running backwards in, in, the, in the shape of a JRPG. Yeah, so that's 
this game, and I think it's coming out later this month. Yeah, it's, it'll sure. it'll be out on the twenty fourth of October, I see. Yeah. So go play it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome! I might have to get Steam then. Haha. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> A lot of indie games are coming out lately, so every time. Yeah, Steam. Steam is it's a pretty good platform for uh, for indie games, far as we can see. Yeah, the biggest downloadable platform for speed, so it's a good place to be, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, and so they're so they're they're also kind of nice towards indie games in the form that they actually promote them. Yeah, that mm-hmm. helps. Um, so since you guys didn't know much about RPGs, did you have to like research some? Uh, we believe that getting inspired by games is not necessarily a good thing because often when you're designing a game you think that oh let's take this system from that game that worked well and let's take that from that other game and in the end you end up with lots of things that work well in those cases but not necessarily in your game uh, so we try to design everything from scratch and it really helps not to play a lot of games so you can Fresh. I, I think most of the research we did to RPGs was first for a screenshot of Final Fantasy 3 or something. For that the battle was interface. Yeah, to see how the interface looks in an RPG. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. I really enjoy making games a lot more than playing games mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. And I think without playing a lot of games, we still manage to get things out there that work well. And uh, honestly, I don't have the time anymore to play an RPG. But the last RPG I played was on a Game Boy, I think. You know, Golden Sun or something. Just like years ago. Mm. I see. Yeah. Yeah, I I used to be into the RPGs. I'd always play Final Fantasy when I come home. And they, like, <coughs> they suck up your time like it's the end of the world. Yeah. Yep. So I, I see where you're coming from with not a lot of time to play them. <laughs> And something like doing research into RPGs, that, that's an impossible task. Yeah. Basically, like you have to read an entire library for a human uh, project. Yeah. No, and I, I think that since we've not taken anything from other JRPGs, it's just going to be a really fresh and new game. I don't think I've seen anything like it before. Yeah, and a lot of people that play it are sort of surprise or, or shock, like, hey, I don't have a clue how this works, that's nice, and then <laughs> sort of hooks them to play through the first few areas and get to the really exciting spectacle battles. Mm-hmm. I Really, we didn't know you could make such spectacle gameplay with 500 <laughs> enemies and two guys with a minigun and a rocket launcher. <laughs> <laughs> pretty interesting. So, is there any turn-based battles in this, or is it mostly just action? Well, it's it is turn-based. Everything is turn-based. Although uh, when you select an attack, you don't you don't select an attack but a weapon, and instead of picking the enemy you want to attack with that attack, you aim your weapon. Yeah, and every weapon has a different way of aiming. Um, and after you are done with picking your weapons or items and aiming them. Uh, for five seconds, the game plays, and I just shoot in the direction you aimed and fire all their ammo. And uh, you can dodge a little bit, but that's more of a sort of 
to give the player something to do and maybe just aim your gun a little bit down and down a bit. Uh, and then after five seconds, you know, you can swap your weapons again and give new orders and, yeah. you know. So basically it's like you get tactical time to s select your weapons, your aiming your item, and then the enemies start running at you for five seconds and there's chaos and explosions and shooting. Oh, that sounds yeah. really cool. And then it pauses, it just freezes, and then you can select new weapons and attacks again. Awesome. Yeah. So it is a JRPG in the way it's presented and plays, only um, it's way more action need. Yeah. With explosions. Not more dynamic. Gameplay, I guess. Yeah, it's more dynamic. Awesome. I'm really excited for this. <laughs> so are we. So, um, are you working on any other projects other than Super Creep Box, iOS, and Serious Sam? Well, uh, first, first of all, we have uh, Ridiculous Fishing for iOS coming out later this year, or maybe later, I don't know. It's, it's a fishing game. Mm -hmm. um, with shotguns and chainsaws. Yeah, fishing traditional way with posters, shotguns and this is Yeah. Um, so working on that with uh, Zach Gage and Greg Woolman. Um, and Flogiston. And Flogiston. Yeah. It's, and it's working on an amazing soundtrack with this. Yeah. It's the original soundtrack, and now you know going to be more of the same, with better. Way better. Yeah. We should tell people a little bit of that. Yeah, maybe we should. That would be good. Yeah. Uh, and also, of course, you have uh, Brandon Boyer's Venus Patrol, the the Kickstarter thing which was just completed. Um, and uh, we promised Brandon to make a game for that. Yeah, uh, so people who pledged over $25 are getting a game by us and Atomic and uh, Super Brothers and Joe's guys. So we are gonna make a hip hop inspired action roguelike mythology game about putting stuff in your gun so you can shoot fire homing bullets and they're being chased by the police running into the depths of you know, trying to kill some beautiful ones. And it's gonna be good. Got gun god <laughs> with a Z. This was probably your best explanation of this game yet. Thank you. <laughs> Pretty hard to explain, I say. It sounds like you guys <laughs> took a dream and tried to make it into a game. Well, sometimes, maybe. <laughs> I think it's just, you know, stuff grows on you, and if you still want to do it a month later, you know, it's good. And I know this. I, I even managed to convince Rami that a game inspired by really bad gangster hip hop and rap and mythology would be a good idea. And if he actually ends up telling me, yeah, that's a good idea, then I'm surprised myself. I think maybe it is a good idea, you know? Alright, so when I found out that I actually managed to convince Rami that a hip hop mythology inspired game full of gangster slang and I don't know, generally weird stuff would be a good idea then I suddenly realized myself, oh maybe it actually is a good idea and I'm not just making fun of Rami <laughs> One of the, the, the funny parts about Bombay I think is that 
Uh, me and JW are complete of this pretty much everything. Um, so if if one of us can convince the other that something is a good idea, that's usually a good sign. Yeah, we're the opposite of a democratic company. Basically, I am the game designer, and Rami does business and development. And if I want to tell him that he needs to program something differently, that's nonsense, of course. And I can try to convince him, but in the end, the piece of there's no. Uh, it remains now, and the same for my design, and I think that works really well. It works well. really well, because, you know, if, if same thing with if we hire someone to do the art. If you hire someone to do the art, we're going to tell them that we want something like this and that, but we trust them, their choice, that's why we hire them. Yeah, because, you know, we wouldn't need to hire them if we could make the art ourselves. Make the art better. And I think so. a lot of people don't really get that. No, I don't think. So, yeah. That's our company philosophy. <laughs> let uh, let the people who do the best do it. That sounds pretty good. Eh? Let's write a business book. Yeah, we're going to write a business book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on to our user-submitted questions. So, Raging Mantity asks, Vlambeer, will your games appear on Kagergate.com anytime in the future? I'd love to see them there. Uh, I don't really know, actually. Uh, we have... We could put Luftrasse here. Yeah, we could try. Uh, uh, basically, our Flash games are usually uh, uh, sold to a website, because that's the way we funded ourselves this first year. Mm -hmm. uh, so, we don't actually... I don't think we have to write to put them up on Kagergate. Yeah, we can put Luftrauser up there. But we did Luftrauser, we didn't sell that. So we can put that out there. Yeah, you can play Luftrauser and congregate it. Yeah, if we if we survive this serious Sam crunch, we'll, uh, we'll put it up on congregate. Awesome. Good to do this entry for that. <laughs> Jake RG said, Ask Vlambeer if they have any plans on monetizing more of that great shit in the future. I want Ultra Crate Box. Ultra Crate Box is a horrible idea, but I think you should keep an eye open for a Hyper Crate Box. A what? Hyper Crate Box, maybe. Hyper Crate Box. Just sounds better than Ultra Crate Box, right? I don't like Ultra Crate Box. Yeah. Yeah, that does sound better. So Minecraft is me ask, what is your favorite cheese? Well, I was born in Gouda, so that's probably the best in the world. <laughs> I wasn't, and I agree. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, you Americans are so bad at making really. Oh. Okay, but we're, we are Dutch, so we might be a bit, bit elitist about our cheese. <laughs> Come to Holland right. and eat our cheese. <laughs> what? <laughs> Alright, and then Urifdex asks, uh, what is your favorite programming language? Well, for JW, that sounds like a pretty easy question. Mine is doodling on paper. But that's not really a programming language. I don't know, I really don't like programming, so I use the Game Maker language, which is super easy because I don't even have to use brackets and stuff. <laughs> I don't it's super sloppy. I don't think I have, I really have a favorite programming language. They all have their strengths and, and weaknesses. I think for a project, it's the different language that would be best. What languages are you using then for your current projects? Um, so Series Sam is being made in Game Maker, and um, 
the iOS games are made in Objective-C, although we use an open framework library for ridiculous fishing. Um, yeah, a lot of different stuff. Um, yeah, I think that's what we're using now. We've we've used uh, ActionScript 3 as well. Yeah, we, we use almost everything. Yeah, this could be a pretty long list if we go on. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, is there anything else that you'd like to say before we let you go? Any questions you want me to ask you? No, do you still have any questions? Do you want us to ask you any questions? Um, sure. <laughs> we could go with that. <laughs> uh, Alright, could you please introduce yourself? Uh, where are you from? What, you know, what, what do you do? <laughs> well, I'm Brett. Brett Hudson. And, um, from Minnesota. I run a radio show and uh, I, I interview people. Go to school, get good grades, wipe my butt, etc. Oh yeah. Nice. What do you think about doing radio shows in the current political climate? You know, with the whole Arab uprising and stuff. Is it? Do you feel endangered? Ah, uh, very. It's it's a very dangerous position. Um, interviewing people from across the globe on a central radio station here in Minnesota because there are many terrorists out to get me when I interview these people. Like, like Rami. <laughs> you're, you're a terrorist too? Uh, have you seen shoot. pictures of that guy? <laughs> Two in one month, great. Alright. Uh, um, I'm, I'm a bad interviewer, this was a bad idea. Yeah, this, I think we we're pretty much done. We shouldn't be doing this. Alright. Alright, well thanks guys for uh, doing the <laughs> interview with me. Both ways. You're welcome. And uh, hope to hear back from you in the future. Maybe to ask you about some projects or whatnot. Yeah. Um. How about we send you a build of Series Seven? All right. Sounds good. I'll just mail that over in a few days. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Catch you later. And up next, we have our credits. Thank you for listening to broadcast number 17 of Indie Radio. It was broadcasted by myself, Fred Hudson, on October 15th. I hope that date's correct. Um, all music was found from Newgrounds, coming from Nemesis Theory, Toy Robot Chicken, Last Survivor, Hawkmaster, and The Fabs. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast and listen in again next week. Also, make sure you check out our magazine tomorrow. will be coming out sometime around noon U.S. Central Time. It's packed with tons of content. Uh, the interview it will have a transcript and lots more. Have a good weekend.